This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen, and I am sitting here with the lovely Lynette Corolla. She's Hi. been on the show before. But so what? Hello, Lynette. Hi, Allison. By the way, I love that snare drum uh, at the end of that Allison Rosen intro. That mm-hmm. I saw you air drumming over there. I like to air drum. Do you drum? Mm hmm. Like for real? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. Wait, have you we talked about band? this? Yes. Yeah, they went to, yeah, I know. Have we, have we talked about it? I think so. We should have. Is there a drum set that you have access to? No. Because um, I drum as well. We could be like that Japanese band that has two drummers. But I only, <laughs> I only have one beat, though. Which, what is it? I don't want to spit all over the place. Well, see, and I can do like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it, yeah. Right. Would that go with yours? That would... It could work. We could make it work. I can do other ones, though. Yeah. I can also do, like, disco. Like, well, you're better than me, then, so you're, you can play the drums. It'd be more fun if we both play them, though. Yeah. I got up once and got, like, at a karaoke bar in front of people, like, we were, this is like, 10 years ago with Ray and Jimmy Kimmel and his wife at the time and Cousin Sal, and I got up and played with the band. That was the best night of my life. Wow. At the best time. Ray can vouch. Adam wasn't there, actually. Adam was out of town or something. But, um, the best night of your life happened when Adam was out of town. Yeah, I'll send you the picture. <laughs> it was fun. That that's so cool. How yeah. long ago was that? It was like ten, twelve years ago. We went to like to Big Bear or something like that. I'm sorry, I sound very tired. Are you? Yeah. What's very going tired. on? Um, I've been staying up late. Well, yeah. I mean, my day goes where you know you put the kids to bed at like eight. And then, well, they don't fall asleep till nine thirty ten, and then Adam talks my ear off from about nine forty till about ten thirty. Then I go in my room and get on the laptop, answer emails, and then I get to watch my shows. And I'm stuck on um, The Walking Dead and Orange Is the New Black. Orange well, Is the New Black. Do you like that? Yeah, show? I watched it. I binge watched it in like mm-hmm. a day or two. Really? Or when, actually, that's an exaggeration, but really fast. Yeah. What do you think? It's been a while. What do I think of? The show. I really liked it. I really like it, too. I'm in the middle of it. I just feel like maybe it's petering out a little mm. bit with the characters or no. I, I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean, I did watch it very quickly, but – and it's been a while. In fact, just yesterday I was thinking maybe I should watch it again because now it's been a little while. Right, So I right. get to watch it She's anew. great. Yeah. She's so awesome. Good. Um, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I think it, it had a strong yeah. finish. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we have to talk okay. about TV, and yeah. we have to talk about everything. Yes. Um, but so anyway, so what happened was I was thinking about you, and I was thinking how I wanted to catch up with you, and I was thinking we should get lunch, and then I thought, no, we should just—I'll just have you on the podcast and oh, and I do both. That. But I, we Thank also you. should get lunch. But what I wanted yeah. to tell you—I don't know if you know—I mm-hmm. 
I'm getting married super soon. And it's, we decided to have it. <laughs> I didn't really know. No, because I, I've been a little behind on the shows. And then I heard one show where they said, you said I won't be there. He promoted a live show. And, right. And you, March 8th. Yeah. And you said, I won't be there. I'll be getting married. And I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we, I sort of had this freak out in the course of planning where I was like, we, we need more time, we have to postpone it, or we have to elope, or we just have to not get married. And what we did is we ended up scaling it back to basically just immediate family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to have a party later on Perfect. to have everyone. But the reason I want to tell you is because I feel like – I feel weird getting married and not having you and Adam there. Oh, girl, let's talk about weddings. <laughs> okay, yeah. No. So, but, that's what, but that's why I was like, I need to reach out to explain yeah. this because oh, the no. minute it's more than immediate family, like, of course you guys would be oh, there. Oh, no. I mean, I would love to see you get married, personally. I mean, I think it's going to be so... First of all, I'd like to see you in another color other than black. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing white. <laughs> you are? Yeah. No. I can show you a photo. Okay. Want to see a photo? Yes. This will, okay. You have this a picture be, of your dress? Yeah, I have a picture from the last fitting. This will be good for the podcast podcast yeah i know <laughs> um sure gary's really into it huh gary i actually am you are okay yeah this is heard, this is- you don't understand like we do her show now has the thursday version which is kind of all of us hanging out and uh-huh. i love that I, hold your breath i know you're sitting down so i'm glad you won't fall over but she's been talking about her wedding a bit so i've been very involved <laughs> in a lot of a lot of <laughs> right maybe not decisions but explanations of decisions and yeah. of experiences so oh, i've i've so heard cute. a lot of descriptions about the dress i haven't even seen <gasps> oh it yet oh my god i'm kind of jealous Oh my gosh! You're gonna be next. That's stunning. That's perfect for you. Like perfect. Thank you. Like a fits like a glove. Did you get it altered already? That's uh, what is the belt? I love that. That's a that's one of the fittings. So it has even a few more. Yeah, I did get it altered. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So anyway, and you're in shape. I was telling Allison before the show that you. Thank you. You look like you're in good shape. Thank you. So anyway, um, as someone who's yeah, as someone who has been married now for a while, Mm -hmm. do you have any tips? Any any marriage tips? Um. Well, your your fiance seems very nice and very loving. So it's it's helpful to have a husband that has empathy and and emotions. <laughs> but um, <laughs> nerve endings? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love Adam. I'm just kidding. Um, but we all know how Adam is. But um, yeah, I, I he seems very loving and very, and that's really, I mean that that's a good that's a good plus. Um, you mean? Tips for the wedding day or marriage? I actually mean marriage. Marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing is you – Adam and I, well, we've been together like 18 years and married like 11 or something. But So we've been through a lot of – I think what you have to do is you have to commit and that's it. Like you can't have that, well, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to only get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck is that noise? Sorry. Did you, are you hearing it, Gary? Are do people climb on the roof here? Oh, that's probably what it is then. Oh, yeah, it's going to rain this weekend, and uh, oh, okay, hold your hold your breath. Raise guys fucked up the roof, so oh, I think they're trying fuck. to now fix it before it rains again. Awesome. So um, that's probably what it is. Sorry. Okay, that's okay. Rain is flip flops on the roof. Um, <laughs> I um for marriage. Uh, what was I saying? Commit. You have to commit. You have to commit. Yes, you have to. You can't have that in your head. You, it will come in your head, and it will stay in your head, and then you're. And you, Allison, with that head of yours. I know. Yeah. Um, what if you, I have a head that's not suited for marriage? Well, you may have to get a lobotomy or something. <laughs> but, um, 
you have to just understand that that things pass, you know, and it's going to be some days you're going to feel, wow, well, I'm like the luckiest girl in the world to be married to this guy. And then there's some days where you're going to go, what the fuck? I should get out of this. I don't, this is not for me. Don't. See, don't. what I'm afraid of is when that happens, that, then, that I will freak out. Yeah. That's okay. Talk to Drew about it. <laughs> that, you, you, you should know that that's going to happen. It will happen. No, you might freak out. But you have to realize that you're committing to something. And if what what is the alternative? So then you get a divorce, and then you know you have somebody that loves you. And even if he, whatever the fight is, you have to realize that if you feel like you guys are meant together, then you have to work at it and mm-hmm. stay together. And you just have to work at it. And there's times where it doesn't feel like work at all, and it's great. And then there's times where it's a lot of work. And then there's you know, and then there's mundane times where it's just you're there, whatever. But that's life. That's life. That's a job. That's whatever. So I, I, I mean, do you want to have kids someday? Or oh yeah, soon. Okay, soon. okay, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, and that's when I, whenever I question anything, because the the planning a wedding like this, the, this whole pressure cooker that it's put on the relationship has made both of us, you know. I have to think about a lot of stuff. I yeah. think see see this relation. It's really been a test of the relationship, and I don't I don't mean to say it's been negative, but right. I just mean there's of course. You know, a lot totally. of stress. And I sit I sit back and I go, I know he's going to be a great dad, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. sort of when I think of that, it kind of soothes all the freaking right. out. Right, exactly, and that's that's something that yeah, you should have that in your head, and that's another. He's going to be a great dad. There's a lot of people that get married and don't know if the guy's going to be and that's not that's 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 horrible <laughs> i i what i'm saying is is if if you know that he is going to be a good dad that means he's probably going to be a good husband you know i mean it's just that it's that way and um again what else is you know you right. have kids and then what you don't want to you know so you just have to commit you just have to know i mean honestly the alternative is like some fling that's exciting for a week and a half, and right. then I realize I can't stand that person. You can't stand the, the person you're married to. No, no, no. no. I mean the alternative. The, the, the alternative. To, yeah, like right. if I were to, if I were to freak out and be like, no, I can't do this. What it would right. mean is some yes. fling that, yes. yeah, then yeah. and then because that's you'll the thing. Appreciate like, him more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wait, are you advising it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, you know it's interesting because I'll be honest, my. Um, my therapist was telling me uh, that a lot of women nowadays uh, do – not just women but men in their 40s – and I talked about this on our show um, – have stepped out of the relationship and it's not it's not a – it's sort of like they step out of the relationship and they're not, they're not trying to leave the relationship. They're happy with the relationship but they've been – with the person for a very long time and they don't want to hurt anybody and that's both understood and everybody understand and they're not texting or you know what about it's just like a fling or it's a once a year thing she told me which is crazy and I know and so there was like an article in, in uh, psychology today about it and it's a lot of women in their 40s that are now had the kids they're back in shape they're back in the workforce and Unfortunately, stuff happens, but they don't want to break up their marriage. That's so interesting because the old paradigm or the old way of thinking about yeah. that was that 
the only reason a woman would cheat is if she's deeply unhappy. Right. Right. But it's not – no. It, from what I understand <laughs> – I have a friend. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no. It's just it, – I don't think – I think when you're in a really uh, – see, you guys are – you you are newlyweds though. So I, I don't – then, yeah, I mean in the – no, it's good. To, it's good to plan for a rainy day in my forties, though. Right. I mean, after you're with somebody for a very long time, and temptation comes along, you. Sh- I'm not saying take it, but there are people that do that. But then you know what? Ha- but this is my point. What happens is they end up going. That's this is not for me, and they and and it helps their marriage. Mm-hmm. That's what the article was really. Like. It it made them appreciate, it. yeah, rejuvenate it. They were dormant inside everything, the sex life, and it brought everything back to life. And it was it's like a wilting plant that all of a sudden got water and is now coming back to life. And the husband doesn't know, or the wife doesn't know, and they move on. And it was something that was good for the marriage. Oh, so it never it it. Remains a secret. Right, right, right. Because the woman is – and the man is appreciative to what they have. You yeah. know, it wasn't – they were tempted. They did it. You know, I mean reality is this is what life is now, I guess. I don't know. But I'm not preaching. I'm not saying do that. I'm just telling you this is an interesting thing that I learned that there mm-hmm. was, you know, an article about it in Psychology Today. This stuff's going on. And actually I do know some people that um, – that well, I know not like they're friends of friends that are stepped out, have stepped out and now back in kind of thing. So it's it, it's tempting. But personally, it's not anything for me because, I mean, I first of all, I love Adam and everything. But I don't think I could deal with that like feeling of guilt and stuff like no. that. No. I mean, for me, I just couldn't – the secret I couldn't deal yeah. with. Mm-mm. I would – It's bad. I, I hate that feeling of not being able yeah, to tell someone I, what's I don't going know how, on. Right, right, right. So anyways, <laughs> you brought it up, so yeah. I had to tell you No, that. I was saying the alternative now if I were to freak out. Have a fling. Yeah, but, yeah. And, but the alternative – because you were saying what's the alternative. And to me, the alternative – like I don't think there's anyone out there who I would be – who's better for me mm-hmm. than Daniel. Mm-hmm. And yet – Occasionally, I still have the fears because it's just also overwhelming. And then when I think about that, it's like the alternative. It's not like I would go out there and find someone who's better for me. I would just – there'd be some stupid fling and then, you know, a few days in, I would realize, oh, I am not compatible at all with this other person. Exactly. So – Yeah. Yeah. But – you know, it's 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 all good. And don't think, you know, don't uh, get up all in your head. Enjoy. Now's the time to enjoy. I mean, you want to get married. You want to have kids. Enjoy this time. You get, you know, I mean, I f- I'm sure you guys have feel like you're under a pressure cooker, but yes, just you know, it's it's a pain in the ass to get married and all that with the with all the you know costs. But enjoy, <laughs> enjoy it. Take this time to enjoy. Did you enjoy yours? I did. Yeah, I really. I had nice, you know, bridal shower. Um, and we kind of did the same thing. We had a small marriage and we got married in front of just 20 of our family members. And then we left that place and we went to Adam's party house in Sherman mm-hmm. Oaks. And everybody, like 200 people were waiting for us there. And we had a great time. It was a, it was a wonderful day. And I've never seen Adam more happy in my life. Really? Was, I mean, he was smiling ear to ear. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then Ray pushed somebody in the pool. And- <laughs> Because I think doesn't Adam claim that his happiest moment – of course, I don't think he includes that one in the ones he's choosing from – is when he won the race. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes. When he picks up his kids 
after the race. Yeah, it, I can. In fact, I am working on a little uh, frame thing for him for that. Like, I have pictures of him with the kids from a year, you know, the year apart of him winning the race and holding Sonny up and, you know, the champagne and all that. So, yes. He loves his kids and he loves his wife and I love him and it's all good. And it's hard. Let me tell you, it's hard. It really, you know, it, it's going to challenge you and you're, you're going to get up in your head. But you have to just push through. I mean, I guess it's sort of like an alcoholic or something where they want to take a drink. I don't know. <laughs> what, in that scenario, what is the drink though? Wanting to be... Mangria. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hell Wanting hell to be yeah. on your Real own. <laughs> Thank you. Or is I mean, are we? T- is, is the temptation someone else, or is the no, temptation just to, just, be, to, just to, to not have to deal with right. it? Right. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think because since I've been talking about it on the show, you know, I've gotten a lot of really nice, supportive emails from people, um, and a few shitty emails, but for the most part, really nice ones. Yeah. Of women talking about sharing the fears that I have, and I think it's something about women who get married later who've been independent for a while it's that loss because like for my mom you know it wasn't she didn't directly go from her parents house to living with my dad but it was you know there was there she didn't have a stretch of time where she was really on her own whereas i have been right then you were too yeah yeah i lived on my own and i worked and it but i think i was um i was ready and then he broke up with me and we got back together kind of thing but it is hard when you are independent and then I'll tell you, it it, it really is uh, – I don't want to be negative but it is sort of like a, a – a, you do this like one, 160 kind of thing where you are independent. Now you have to think about somebody else mm-hmm. and I had to go through that. I wasn't thinking about him. I would come home with dinner and be like, what? Oh, <laughs> I'm supposed to get you dinner. You know, oh, I'm supposed to water the plants because we live – I live here. You know, that kind of shit and – it was hard, but then you know you get it's, it's fine. Then you get used to it, and, you know. And then when kids come, that's a whole other story. Then you got to feed them and shit. <laughs> Can't leave the house. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's great. It's great. It's great. You know what else is great? Yeah. Nature Box snacks. Have you had them? They're I've so. I've seen them. They're so good. I don't know if you heard about what happened, but a box of Nature Box was sent to me. Uh, and uh, Matt and Chris told me about it. They're like, oh, yeah, it's sitting out on the table, and I went to look at it, and it wasn't there. Adam had snatched my box, oh. and then he fed it to the guys. Oh, oh see? What right? an asshole. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, he felt <clears throat> bad, but not But he doesn't read. Bad to, enough. To his, yeah, yeah, he doesn't read. Well, so I, he this probably is, didn't. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, he assumes... Yeah, I don't think that he looked at it and he's like, oh, this is for Allison, but I want to take this. Mm-hmm. No, he just assumed it was on that because right. it was on the table. It was for him. And it's right. fine. Well, tell me about I it. I had though, a replacement I, box. I've never I've never had it. Super delicious, healthy snacks that are sent to you, like French toast granola, salted caramel pretzel pops, dark cocoa almonds. They're so good. Oh sweet God. blueberry almonds, mm. chili lime, pistachios, Ooh, sweet and savory, zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup, nothing artificial, and NatureBox ships for free. Uh, and right now, my listeners, you guys can try your first order of NatureBox at 50% off savings by going to naturebox.com slash Allison. That's naturebox.com slash Allison. And then when it arrives, just make sure Adam isn't anywhere nearby. <laughs> Get a handle on your health and your hunger. Go to naturebox.com slash Allison. Hell yeah. Okay. So what have you been up to lately? I know that you've started and you uh, have all sorts of projects happening. Well, I, I have been 
doing a lot of stuff for Mangria, for Adam, well, for us. And it's it, – but just taking things off his plate is mm-hmm. what I do. It's just, you know, the little stuff. So we're having a – you know, there's a bar, a local bar that's supposed to be hot and we're having a Mangria uh, thing on uh, Thursday night. But the biggest thing that I've been working on is – by the time this airs, it will have just happened, so everyone had a wonderful time. Yeah, awesome. we had a great time. I'm hungover already. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going, Gary? Yeah, I'm gonna go for uh, I'm gonna go for a little bit. I got to pick somebody up okay. at the airport that night. Okay. But, uh, All right. Yeah. Boys hang out at this place, from what I understand. It's a hot bar. Anyways, Tenth um, Avenue Podcast is my new thing that I'm excited. I I'm having so much fun doing it, and Gary is my producer. He's Helping me because I don't I don't know how to work Facebook. Um, You've caught on really uh, really quick. I don't know what's the problem with me. I don't know how to. Uh, if you anyways. if you want to check out the Facebook page, it's uh, facebook dot com slash tenth avenue podcast or tenth avenue podcast dot com. Is Thank that you. tenth spelled out? Uh, it's or one unth. It's it, yeah. It's, it's one, one zero one zero unth. But for the, for the website, I covered every spelling. It's possible. covered. Gotcha. So you, yeah. You're fine. Yeah. So it's been, you know, I I feel like. I, I'm very lucky to have a husband that built this the studio, this you know podcast empire, whatever you want to call it, and I have you know this love for Bruce, and I have access to interesting people. So this is a podcast for for Bruce fans by Bruce, Bruce fans, fans. <laughs> and, yeah, and I have a- access to interesting people, Springsteen, not Valanche, that are yes, <laughs> yeah, that are Springsteen fans and the E Street Band. Because I love the E Street Band just as much as I love Bruce. And um, so anyways, uh, these pe- – so we have – I have guests. I sit down with them. I What happens is, is I actually go – I've been ending up going to their location, their home, their office. That's really nice. Which is fun. So nice because then we're just sitting there. We're having a beer. We're having a mangria. And we both each just have a microphone and we're chatting and we're going – and next thing you know, it's like two hours have gone by and we're talking about Bruce. So I went to uh, Artie Lang's apartment in Hoboken, New Jersey. Wow. What's it like? It it was so – it was just so sweet is the word because he's just – I don't know. I mean I, I'm, I used to listen to Howard but I'm not a big Howard fan. I didn't listen every day. I know Artie's hysterically funny. He's very talented. Um, my DVR started started taping his uh, direct TV show at night, so I'd get in bed and watch it. And he's h- hilarious, and I don't like sports, and he's talking about sports, but I don't care because he's funny. And he talks about Bruce. So, you know, I asked Mike August, and he's like, sure, I'll come over when I was in New York. So I went to Hoboken, New Jersey, and went to his apartment. It's just me and him just sitting at his, at his kitchen table. Wait, what did Mike August do here? Mike August got a hold of oh, okay. Artie for me, yeah. And t- a text, I text Artie, and I've, I mean, I've never met the man in my life, and he was like, yeah, sure, of course, let's talk. I went to his apartment, we sat at his kitchen table with a nice view of the of the city from Hoboken, and had just a, a wonderful time. He's just this really sweet guy, he's just a sweetheart, and we talked about really deep, with Artie we went deep, we talked about songs that what he'd listened to when he was at the depths of his depression mm-hmm. and uh, Bruce calling him when he just got out of rehab. He tells that story. So we we talk about all, all that. We went deep with Artie and um, it was just me and him and I had a great time. And then I uh, went to uh, Gary Delabody's office at the green room at the Howard Stern. Gary, we can hear you. <laughs> 
Gary, uh, that uh, is my favorite little moment ever because all Gary does, not all Gary does, but one thing Gary does is give Chris a lot of shit for Chris making any sort of noise that is heard in the microphone. Oh, really? Yeah. To be clear, Chris eats into the microphone. The chair is squeaky. Don't pick on Chris. I like Laxamana. Pata, Maxa, Pata. What's his name? <laughs> well, yeah, I like that it kid. Is, it is. What's his name? Yeah. Laxamana. Yeah, but yeah. No one calls him by that. Right. No, I know. Um, so you went to Gary Dellbody's? Gary Dellbody, two hours. I mean, he was just – he could go on all day about Bruce. And and I've never met him – well, that's not true. I met him once when he came to California. Um, but And then when we talked about it then. And so he said, yeah, anytime you want to talk, come to New York, you know, we'll do it. I'll knock it out of the park for you. And, I, and he did. And it was great. We had a great time. Um, and who else did I talk to? Uh, coming up next – Next week is – coming up is Gary Delabati at the end of this month and that's coming that's up. That's available now at 10thAvenuePodcast.com. Oh, there you go. Oh, go listen to it. It was, it was great. Even if you're not a Springsteen fan, I've gotten a lot of a lot of uh, texts or, or what do you call them, tweets that uh, they're not Springsteen fans but they really loved it. We had Phil Rosenthal was my first one. He was a lot – he was great. He's, he's, he's a huge fan um, and uh, going to uh, Bill Simmons going to do Bill Simmons, Joel McHale. So I have a lot of good guests coming up. Now Jeff how, Ross. How do you know that they're all Springsteen fans? Is oh, it be- I know. <laughs> I know who they are because I see them. But, a lot of times it's because you see them at the concert. You hear about it. I mean, I'm a really hardcore fan. I go on the message boards at night. And that's why I'm tired. and stay up late. <laughs> and, you know, you read. You, you know, Artie Lang was in the pit at the concert last night. You know, you so – you know, Rob Lowe's a huge fan. He, I'm trying to get Rob Lowe. He's my dream. All my of dream these get. people you're mentioning are, are dream guests for me too. Tell yeah. them afterwards to come over here and then we can talk about – It's great. More Bruce. Yeah. That's great. So it's else. a lot of fun. 10th Avenue podcast. All right. Mm-hmm. And so that's monthly. It's monthly. And I, th- I thought – you know, I, I don't have a lot of people to. It's just, it's a. I was just going to do it as a like six episode series, and it just keeps going because I didn't. You know, I didn't. I went to uh, Jimmy Kimmel's house for Super Bowl, and I was talking to Bill Simmons, and he was like, "Hey, tell me about your podcast." And I was telling him, "I can't talk. I cannot not talk about talk like him." And he goes, "You know what? I want to do it." And I said, "Are you kidding?" He goes, one hundred percent. I'm in." And we've been emailing, emailing back and forth, and I'm going next week. So there you go. Very cool. Yeah. So last Friday of every month is when you last episodes Friday. drop. I need a girl. I need a girl fan. I need a woman. Female Bruce fan. Female Bruce fan. The only person Chime I can in. think of is Sarah Silverman. But She'd be good. She'd be great. Yeah. But, but who what? else? I don't know. It's hard. Do you have a hesitation with her? Mm, no. No, only only because of the content. I don't know how much of a Springsteen. I know that she really likes him, um, but I don't know if I want to, you know, knock on her door and bother her for. It. I know she's busy. I don't know what. We'll see. We'll see. Did you used to see her a lot? I did. Yeah, I went on vacation with her. Went to oh, Italy. Wow. Yeah, she's the sweetest person in the world. She's a sweetheart. She is what you see. You know, there's nothing different about Sarah. She is. She's not like she's on when she's on. I mean. You know, she does the roast and stuff. She's great. She's really a sweet girl, a woman. She's beautiful. I love Sarah. And I love his new wife, Molly. She's great. So I'm happy for Jimmy. They're going to have a baby. I know. I have that in my news for mm-hmm. <clears throat> for today. Excuse yeah. me. I see there's this frog that won't leave my throat. Get out, frog. Get out, frog. <clears throat> I, know I sound like crap, too. I'm tired. So. Yes, you're tired. Mm-hmm. You're tired from, mm-hmm. from being on the message boards. Yeah. 
can Gary, while we're sitting here, can you just pull up uh, BruceSpringsteen.net and pull up Joe Lopez's pictures from Australia and scroll down to Bruce sitting on the beach? You'll see it. It's not hard. Thank you. How often do I ever ask you to pull anything up? And our show, Stephanie's always asking him to pull up, like, you know, uh, American Idol shit. <laughs> Anyways. How is your show going? For Crying Out Loud is doing great. We It's so – it's just been – We've been doing it now for a couple of years, and it's really gotten its rhythm. Before, it was like, who are we going to get on our show? Who's our guest? And was, finally, we were just like, let's just talk about issues and what we want to talk about. And we do, and it's it's uh, we have a nice little uh, rhythm going. And I love Stephanie. She's wonderful. And she's got her show on Nickelodeon, um, Parental Discretion, and I'm on an episode. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm well, on a panel of Mommy Time, Mommy Circle. What did you guys talk about? Um, what, what, how high, how high school is, compare high school with motherhood was one of them. And what do you, what is some of the turnoffs, uh, what determines you if you're going to hang out with another mom? And my thing was like the name of their children. (laughs) I judge that too. Yeah. I mean, if your child is named Ocean and Beauty, and I'm not kidding, that's their names. I'm not making that up. I'm far, staying far away. Yeah. So. Sorry, Ocean and Beauty. They're nice kids, but a little wackadoo going on. I think your photos are up. All right. So, okay. I just want to show a female. Are these these pay- I don't know if these are the pictures. Australia. Keep scrolling down. He's sitting on a beach. I just want, I just want Allison to look, at, uh, to look at him and show Allison that he's the same age as Larry David. And I don't understand <laughs> how that's possible. I don't know what's going on with Bruce Springsteen. That's not it. No. That's not – it's the wrong uh, scrolling down. Um, keep looking. You'll find it. Well, so while we find this, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Give me your thoughts on this. I recently flew to Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and Adam and I were on the same flight and uh-huh. he gave me we, – we drove together and then we flew together and stuff. Um, and I've traveled with him a lot. But for the – Tell me about it. I felt honestly so – Tell me how, how you I felt. I have honestly – I felt like I bonded with him more in that in those few hours than I ever have before. It was oh, yeah. really weird. Yeah. It's weird to be three years into the job and feel like I feel like we really bonded. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know what that I don't know if it's because it was just him and me, but like he because I always say and I and I, I think you would say this as well. He's this he the the guy you hear behind the mic is mm-hmm. who he is. Like right. that really is him. Right. But there are times where he's maybe. A little more, quote unquote, on yeah, than he's, others. He's like at a, like a seven and an eight, and sometimes ten on the radio, and then he's dialed down to like two or four sometimes in real life. Right, but there, right. Are, but in being around him, I've noticed there are moments where, when he has a bit of an audience, he does sort of start kind of doing, yes, you know, being, being it's really, it's always really funny, but yes. it is kind of performing. He wants to talk to people, though. He yeah. wants to talk to people, and I don't know what it is. But, you know, his his childhood, you know, he had nobody to talk to. Now it's like he feels that he has a lot to say and he wants to talk to he like he's and he enjoys he enjoys talking to people what he wants to talk about. <laughs> There's right. that. Well, s- I mean, not all the time, but for the most part, you know, he he has an opinion and he wants people to hear it and the more people whatever, he's fine, you know, he's fine with having the conversations with people. So, and yes, bonding being alone with Adam is different. That Right, I think because 
deprived of an audience and forced to just talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> it, we had like a really thoughtful, philosophical, back and forth conversation. That's Adam. That's Adam. Yeah. I, not everyone realizes no. that's Adam, right. though. And so people, that's, now I'm glad that you've, you experienced that because a lot of people, like how are you, mar- you know, married to him? And it's like, I can't explain it. He's different. He's a very sweet person. He is, I keep using that word. Um, but it, And it, also less... Like, I think sometimes on the podcast, if there's an issue that has a lot of nuances, he'll skate by that and kind of just get to the heart of the matter. But it seems like like he's making generalizations in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think – but I think that's because he's aware of like sort of how people listen to things. Right. And it's like it's funnier that way. Right. But in the, But in the conversation, it wasn't – it was really like – really talking about sort of the nuances of issues and things. Yeah, right, right. And um, – so did you like it? Did you enjoy? I mean, was yeah, it? Yeah, uh, I did. I, I it was like I totally. Did it, you feel like? Do you feel some? But sometimes it's hard to talk to him because sometimes he, you feel like he's not listening. My son does the same thing, um, where he doesn't he doesn't sit and listen. Like, okay, you know, go on, girl. You know, with, you know, his <laughs> hands are on his on his chin. You know, but he's walking ahead of you or he's looking somewhere else. And did you ever have that kind of feeling like he wasn't? I d- honestly, I didn't have okay, that feeling. That's good. I mean, I don't. That's good. I mean, I have a. I've been around him so much that I sort of have my barometer set for mm-hmm. Adam setting. So right. I don't notice the you know lack of eye contact if yeah, there yeah. is that. Okay. Like the, like when I you know when I first met him, I noticed all those things that people right. okay because yeah. people when they first meet him think oh he doesn't like me. everybody I know but you know I don't that I mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. we just have like a very comfortable working relationship at this right. point. But no, I I actually felt like. It really, yeah, I felt like he was listening. Mm-hmm. It really felt like a real genuine back and forth like you'd have with a good friend. Yeah. Which I hope people aren't bummed to find out that that was an un- a not par for the course experience right. that I've had. Right. No, he knows. Adam knows. The thing is, is Adam knows how people, he's very, he's tuned into how people think and what they sort of expect even just walking through an airport with him or going traveling or something it's it, he he is tuned into that so he rises a little bit to the occasion i guess and it's not not that he's forced to but mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes sense but no it probably it, well it then it made me think oh is this what you know anyone else alone with him is this their experience with him but it probably was more modulated to me wow. yeah i mean it sounds like you got adam the real Adam, right, right. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a, um, you know, he he's. I think sitting next to Doctor Drew too for so many years, I think helped him think about uh, what what people want to talk about and mm-hmm. how to. I'm not saying really how to uh, uh, have a relationship with people, but sort of how to get. I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean. Basically, I think he learned a lot sitting next to Drew all those years, and how what people think, and how they how they what they want to hear, what they want to talk about. I don't know. I I, I think it helped him a lot. Mm. So that's the Adam that you get, yes. all the time. Then. Yeah. Oh, and then I get you know fun, goofy Adam where he's playing with the kids, or he's Adam doesn't he stands in the kitchen and he crosses his uh, his arms and he goes, "Old guy, I don't like to talk about myself, but." <laughs> You know, and then he'll go on and on about his race or he'll go on and on about how, you know, whatever. Um, and Olga loves it. And he, he's it's he's different when he's home. He's home and he's relaxed. And 
uh, in his beanie, in his Rams beanie. And, um, <laughs> the one that Natalia threw on the top of the refrigerator? Yes. Or no, she was it a, no, she threw the... No, it's the Rams the, beanie that she threw on top of the refrigerator. But the other day he talked about when she um, when she took uh, the ear, his beats. Yeah, he, right, beats he, by Dre. Yeah, and yelled right <laughs> in, her, in his ear and said, that single-handedly broke my heart that night. I mean... That she did that, that or that story? The, or? the whole, how he, what he, how he yelled at her, it, it really broke my and I've never seen him do that before usually he's very you know sweet and you know I mean sometimes he gets stern like hey you know what what did I say you know that kind of stuff but he was he was he was in a zone and he was doing push-ups and Mm -hmm. he was not want to hear anything from anybody and he had the radio going and she was like putting her pajamas on and she was like daddy daddy let's wrestle daddy let's wrestle daddy and I said Natalia honey he can't hear you and Although she does do this all the time and she needs to stop. Um, she, you know, she ripped open the th- his ear, his ear and, and uh, his headphones beats and yeah, and said, Daddy, really loud. And he goes, <laughs> and, his, and his Adam voice like, hey, little girl, you better watch it. You know, he said it like that. And, and he goes, you knock it off. And I was like, and she didn't. And, and, and the thing is, is that she's seven years old. So she got up. And she just sort of walked away and she went into her room. And I don't know if she cried or not, but I told Adam, you need to go talk to her because she is seven years old. Don't forget. And you two play like that. You know, you two goof around on each other. She takes his beanie. He laughs. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't know, you know, um, that she knows that she shouldn't be screaming. But in the moment, she was trying to play with, with him. And. So he went in there and he talked to her and he said – and he apologized and, and all that. But it was so it, – it, I, Sonny and I stopped and we were just like, oh, my God. It was very jarring. Yeah, that sounds very sad. Very, very jarring. But it all worked out. It makes her stronger. <laughs> it, it reminded me that when my dad would get really mad – so he called her little girl. Hey, little girl. He said something – there is also something else I want to clear up about Natalia that he said. Um he said something like, yeah, he said, you better watch it, little girl. My dad would call me lady. Like, listen, lady. And I'm like, I'm eight. <laughs> don't be calling me lady. I don't think I said that. But yeah. it just had brought back this. I, it always was like, who are you talking to? Yeah. It's not like you're talking to someone you're angry at in the street right. or right. something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's been something I've never been uh, okay with. That feeling that when someone's angry at you, suddenly they are a different person or mm-hmm. they are talking to you as if you're a different person. Right. Like that way that something could just change. Yeah. So it's like, hey, I'm still me. Right, right. I All of a that. sudden, yeah, that happens in relationships. It does, like could happen with your sister-in-law, your aunt, your friend. Yeah, when they turn on you and you're mm. like, what the fuck? It's, it is. It's, it's, it's sort of like it's a dagger. Disturbing. Yeah, to your soul. It really is. And, and it, it worried me for her too. And um, because usually he just says, you know, when he's, he's gotten mad at her, he's like, Natalia, you know, he's like that, but he's still daddy. But when he did that, he just turned into someone else, someone else. And he was, you know, he was doing his push ups and stuff like that. And there's no excuse, but, um, but he did go in and he talked to her and, and then, then I talked to her and she was okay, but it's just really, did he, when she lifted his headphone off, did he jump? Like, did it scare him? No, no. He saw it. He was doing his push-ups, and she just went, Daddy! And then he got up on, on his knees, and he goes, Hey! You know, and he, and he yelled yeah. at her. And then she just... And the other thing is, like, she was putting her pajamas on, so she didn't have her, like, little... <laughs> she had her little jammies on next to her, and it's just... It was so sad. It Aww. broke my heart. It was so sad. 
Um, because she does, they have this relationship where they play, you know, she doesn't know. I love when he, she runs and takes his Rams beating and throws <laughs> it. She does, she chucks it really high up onto the fridge and he has to get up and get it. There's some times where he does get mad and he goes, all right, Natalia, enough. Um, but one thing I wanted to clear up was um, she, he talked about that one story where he, she spit in uh, Olga's face. Olga's face. Yes. The way he says the story on the radio and he's talked about it like a couple times, he makes a sound that she like went in her, her face. What was happening was is that she they, Olga was in the bathroom with them and I, they were just getting done taking a bath and Sunny came she was she she was Olga was was helping Natalia get dressed and she was goofing and playing with me and tickling Natalia and Natalia was laughing and they were goofing around. Now it was Sunny's turn. So Sunny Olga was helping Sunny get dressed and uh she was you know paying attention to to Sunny and Olga was and Natalia was trying to get Olga's attention and Olga was just you know tickling Sunny and she like you know goes Olga you know she she kind of like grabbed her like uh, like put her little hands on her face and she was like you know saying Olga Olga and then she still was like not Natalia stop and then she went you know she 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 kisses her sometimes on the face and then she spit and that that's how it happened. Right. So it does not make it better. But the way Adam says it is like, you know, spitting in my nanny's face, you know. No, I I remember it was the, like, when he mentioned it the first time he said I think she was trying to get her attention or something. Yeah. So yeah, I always figured that it But then that's why I felt so sad for Natalia yeah. because <laughs> I didn't I didn't think it was her Right, you know, hawking right, a loogie right, in her right, face yeah, or no, something. No, right, well, how did yeah. you feel about that? So, no, so uh, for listeners who don't know, the story was that Adam was saying that he's never spanked his kids, but your nanny spanked Natalia. She spanked her the one that one time, as far as I know. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and she, yeah, she spanked her that one time, and I think it was just a reaction for right. doing that, and it was just like a. You know, on the butt, it wasn't a bad, you know, a huge spanking, and Natalia didn't cry or anything. But um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't agree with with spanking at all. I don't like that. I don't, I don't even want her threatening the kids. Like I'm going to give you a spanking because she, you know, in her village, as Adam says, <laughs> they do that. And so, um, I, you know, I told her no, 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 you know, and she agrees. You know, she was fine. She's fine. But, um, but that she did that, and I said, and I did tell her, I said, if they do something that they'll get that like crossing the street without looking, then, you know, I, I've told them that because my dad gave me a spanking for doing that and that cleared that right up. You know, <laughs> I never crossed the street, you know, and they were running into the street and stuff like that. And I had to tell Natalia and Sonny, you, you know, you don't do that. You're going to get a spanking. So they kind of knew what a spanking was. So anyway, she did. I, you know, it was a reaction. It was a whatever. I know it wasn't anything bad. So. I mean, she didn't even cry. I, I know how it went. I wasn't there, but Olga told me, and I, I, I can picture how it went. And I talked to Natalia, and I talked to Sunny, and it's, it was okay. It so it sounds like it was a big, no. a big nothing. No, right? No, yeah. So, yeah. Did you get spanked when you were a kid? Um, only. It's like the cross in the street thing. Like nothing ever premeditated, but just I think there was one time where I was. Licking my fingers and putting them into a socket or something. Uh Um, And I was 14, Gary. (laughs) No, I was like two or something. I don't know how old I was. Uh No, maybe I was even younger because it was. Probably eight or nine. That's when Natalia. No, no, I know I was like. You were little. Yeah, I was very little. Um, And I think that 
there was something happening. Like either my parents were, either I was with my mom and she was looking at a house or maybe there's like an appraiser there or there was something. Um, And then another time I wouldn't sit down in the car. Mm. Um, Mm. But I don't know. I still don't think it's okay. I mean, like, but, but to me, the idea of a premeditated beating like that just chills like that haunts that's like horror movie stuff to me i know it's a little more human the idea of someone losing their temper and being frightened and swatting the kid but i think the goal should be to never right never never and you know my mom my mom was grabby and it wasn't really a spanking my mom hit i think we talked about i I don't know she would grab me with her nails and you know and she'd smack me around and stuff like that and uh, she never smacked me in the face, but she would, you know, hit me and stuff and pull me by my hair. That was another thing. And when the movie Carrie came out, the you know, mm-hmm. the horror movie, I remember that mother in the movie reminded me of my mom and it scared the bejesus out of me. And I would have nightmares and I didn't want to see that movie. I was a teenager and people were – I was like – that's like reminds me of my mom in her, in her nightgown yelling, you know, about mm-hmm. Jesus and stuff. Ugh. But um, it is. It's scary. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't agree with that shit. At what age did you realize your mom was eccentric or whatever word you would use? I think I was probably eight or nine, like my kid's age now, because I, you know, she would embarrass me. Like she would go into a store and return something or try and pull a one, you know, like, well, this was on sale, you know, no, it wasn't, man. Well, I said it was, you know, that kind of stuff, like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> being embarrassed and stuff. And um, she would wear her short shorts, you know, and, and um, but at the time she was younger, so it was, and it was the 70s, so, but um, yeah, I noticed early on that she was eccentric and she was combative. And my dad, and my dad would, not protect me, but he would be like be on my side, like mm-hmm. oh, you better do that before she gets home, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> or your mom's pulling in the driveway, go and get in bed, you know, that kind of stuff. And my dad stayed with us until my until I got older, and then he left. Um, so yeah, and I, I was okay. It didn't. I wasn't like I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it affected me somehow, but. Um, I knew early on, and I and my dad. I think, and because my dad knew it, I it, it wasn't so weird, you know. Sometimes right. when you're a kid and you you experience that, you, and nobody else is um, experiencing it with you, you have nobody else to talk about it with, and, and sort well, of you convince yourself that you're it's you, right? And so you don't know. So I think that's more damaging when you're a kid and your brothers and your dad are telling you know no that your mom's nuts. Then it kind of was like okay. She's nuts. Mm-hmm. Stay, you know, stay away from her. But she was loving too. She was nuts, but loving. You know, she would hug and kiss me. And she wouldn't let me spend the night over people's houses and stuff like that. Um, so, and then she got, then she got really crazy when she got older. Started seeing Jesus on the wall, and then that's the, you know, when the uh, pet team came, the uh, psychiatric evaluation team came to take her away when Adam was there, and she. Like uh, karate kicked the guy, the police officer, and broke his his uh, his watch and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it's ugh, just it was just people dealing with other people that have and you know what have what, that have mental illness. I, my heart goes out to them. And um, Joe Coy has the same mm-hmm. situation I have. His his he's ta- the way he talks about his brother and his mental illness. It's it, pretty much the same as my brother. My brother has schizophrenia. Um, 
my older brother my older brother yeah he was he's eight years older and then i have a 10 year brother that's 10 years older he's fine um but he had schizophrenia so i think obviously my mother had the gene Mm -hmm. and here's something i want to bring up what do you think about this we have that kit that 23 and me that thing that's no longer legal right it's no longer i think or maybe not no longer legal but i think 23 and me yeah i think that it's not that it's illegal but i think maybe the fda pulled it or something Really? I know I read something, but anyway, uh, go, go go ahead. Well, I, I we've had it for a while. It's been sitting in our closet, and I keep thinking, like, do I really want to know? So what does it do? It it tests a bunch of genetic markers. Right. And it can, you know, tell you, I guess, uh, Alzheimer's and stuff like that and mental illness. And so I don't know. I I've, I've, haven't done it yet. You're thinking of doing it on yourself? I thought about – we have four – so we could do the kids too. We so got is it Christmas. Saliva? Is that how you do it? <laughs> yeah, they spit in the cup, you send it, and then you mm-hmm. get it back. And I talked to Dr. Bruce about it, and he was like, "Well, if you want, I'll you know I'll look at it and uh, and before you you know and that's nice. doc, talk you through it or whatever." Yeah, but I just haven't had I just haven't had the mm, to do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean it's like Pandora's box a little bit. Yeah, although I think. Well, except for your peace of except for your peace of mind, which could be rattled by it, mm-hmm. I do think more information is better. I agree. That's why I watch Nancy Grace. <laughs> so it says here that uh, that at the FDA's behest, they had to drop all health claims. So now they're still operating, but they're marketing themselves as like an ancestry testing oh, thing. Oh, interesting. Whereas it used to be health and ancestry, and I guess the FDA made them drop all the health claims. So what did they? They're just basically the FDA is saying that they're not comfortable with with them marketing themselves as you know a health company that can show you know precursors okay. for diseases. They'll let you do it to for, for lineage right, stuff. Right, yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Would you do it, Gary? And where's my Bruce Springsteen picture? Just kidding. I would do it. And your Bruce Springsteen <laughs> picture is, is he on a beach? Yeah. He's, yeah. You can't miss it. But he's standing on sand. He's sitting down. On, on sand. On sand. Up it's not on this website. Okay. If you're going to go to the beach, you know what you need to do? You need to use the no-no ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I hope Bruce does that. Don't spend <laughs> all your money on expensive laser hair removal treatments or waxing. I the no-no. And, and, and you have a no-no. We were talking about We were no-knowing. Mm-hmm. Well, not literally no-knowing. We were, we were chit-chatting, chit-chatting about no-knowing about <laughs> before I, the no, show started. The thing is with no-no is that uh, it you have to, when you get the hang of it, and you learn how to use it, and you use it the right way, it's awesome. I really and have to say. I love it. It's fun because it has mm-hmm. that like LED readout thing that tells you whether you're doing it the right way. And it's really not – I didn't find it hard. No. The thing no. that I found amazing about it was that it's painless. Oh, because yeah. I was. Were you afraid the first time you did it? I was afraid, um, and then I, just, I did it, and I was like – I, I just expected to feel something, and I expected right. because I'm kind of a wimp, I expected that feeling to be one of pain. Yeah. But I literally didn't even feel it. No, you don't. It, it glides over your skin. You don't feel anything. Yeah. If you do it over and over, your skin will start to get warm. But that's about it. You right. Know. But no pain. No pain. No. So it is a device is like the size of a cell phone, totally portable. You can use it on your body and your face, um, and you get weeks of long lasting results. So never again hassle with an appointment that's expensive and inconvenient. Uh, no more nicks, cuts, ingrown hairs. And 
And the No-No works on all skin types, all hair colors, and is safe and effective for both men and women. So there's a special offer for you guys. Uh, and to get it, go to nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. Again, that's nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. And here is what you get. You get the No-No device. You get an exclusive facial kit so you can use it not only on your body but also to remove facial hair. You get the travel case. How snazzy is the travel case? It's one of my favorites. I love it. And your entire purchase is backed by their triple guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay for you to ship it back to them. You don't risk a penny to try the no-no. Terms and conditions may apply. Okay. Yes. And let me tell you one more thing about the no-no. The the lotion that they send with it mm-hmm. smells so good. Even Adam was like, mm, mama, you smell good. It smells so good. I love it. I love that thing. I love it. It's my favorite, my new favorite thing. And he's picky with scents. Yeah, he is. When I first started dating him, I was I I fell in love with patchouli oil because <laughs> that was at the time, you know. Yeah, uh, I was wearing flannels and listening to Pearl Jam and you know Soundgarden. And uh, I did not realize when you met you were grungy. Oh yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> I was grungy. Yeah, I well, first of all, I grew up in LA, so we went to the Sunset Strip constantly and saw tons of bands on the Sunset Strip with the hair and everything. I had, you know, Aquanet and all that shit. And then then, then the Pearl Jam Seattle stuff started hitting and I got – that's when I met him in 95. And so he was like, can you please not wear patchouli? reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> and I was like – I just like – found it and felt like because I would smell it and go, what is that smell? And I love it. And Sarah Silverman smells like that. Um, and I, li- I love I love patchouli. I don't know why. I like it's it. It's okay. You don't have to apologize. Yeah. I like it. There's different – there's like an orangey one. And he was like, mm, no, not so much. No. That's so – okay. So Daniel doesn't like all of Topanga Canyon mm-hmm. <laughs> because it reminds him of the hippie-ish aspects of his childhood. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like weird. People that have some of that, I think, just people who feel like perhaps they didn't get the care they needed because they're adults, or not they're adults, because they're the adults who were supposed to take care of them were busy, like yeah. were living on a commune. Exactly. In essence. Right. It or was is just it just, like Patchouli and Topanga. Or is mm-hmm. it just like a feeling of like, I got out and I don't want to surround myself with the bummer things from yeah. back in the day? I think... For Daniel, I think it's that he feels like that hippie, that level of hippie counterculture shit is bullshit. I think he feels like it's bullshit. He and Adam should bond. I know. Yeah. Where did he grow up? He grew up in Tucson. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not – I don't think – So he's not going to Topanga Days in July when they have that? No. Festival. Although I really wanted to go to End of the Seventh Ray, so we went there. And he admits that it's (laughs) – it's. Pretty. It's a beautiful, it but is a beautiful hippie-ish yeah, I've restaurant. Yeah, I've been to weddings there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, see, the thing is, I like all that shit, not for the ethos of it, but just because I, I think it's pretty. Like, yeah. I love Twinkle Lights, yeah. and I love all yeah. that yeah. hilly, like, all that, topan- the way it looks. Right. but right. Because right. I can look at it without feeling mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I the like whole to visit. of it. Yeah, I like to visit it, but I, I don't want to live there. Kind of thing, like people that live in Topanga. Adam's sister lives in Topanga, um, and it's you know it's nice to go. But I like going back. I love East Coast people. I, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I never been there my whole. I haven't been there my whole life until I became an adult, and I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Although I was born in Cleveland, so when I go to New York or Chicago, it's like to me people just seem so real. Yeah, is it? I mean, 
what about what do you think about guys, Allison, in LA versus guys on the East Coast? I did you lived on the East I Coast. I did. I lived there for ten years and then I never really dated in LA. Mm-hmm. I lived in Orange County and mm-hmm. so I dated down there when I lived here. Um, which is it's similar. To, I mean, it's near near LA, but it's not the same right. at all. And then I lived in New York for a while. And then when I came back, I met Daniel so quickly that I'd never really, you know, yeah. actually I did. I went out on a date with an agent. Ugh. <laughs> um, he, he drove a Prius mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was the, not mm-hmm. that I, I, I actually don't care what kind of cars people drive but to mm. me that is kind no, of a cliche I, I thing it. yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, this guy yeah. works yeah. at a huge agency and right. drives a prius painting the picture I exactly yeah. mm-hmm. um so i don't know what i think um i it's, think that it's hard for people in new york it's hard to find people and settle down because everyone my experience was that everyone there including me when i was there is so career focused mm-hmm. that you don't have that drive to right. couple, to settle down, and it's like if you're going to do that thing and get married and have kids, you're probably going to move out of the city. Most yeah, people do. I see. I see. I, to me, well, because I wasn't, I'm not dating. I, to me, it's just the people, even the the women, the men. To, they just seem so normal to me, and, and there, I don't have that kind of like. I guess when I go to a bar in New York. It's so easy to just talk to people, you know, yeah. you just turn around. There and talk, is that sort of everyone's real salt of the earth kind of yeah. thing. But what I found is that everyone is just and everyone is just much more serious mm-hmm. in New York. And I remember talking to my landlord about it and she felt like 9-11 had a, had a, was a large part of that. And it made me wonder, maybe it was different before 9-11. Like right. she felt like that just really changed like the spirit and the heart of, of people who live there. Mm-hmm. But I found it to be a very sober city, even though people there are drunk and you yeah. can, you know, get, right. know it just, there's mean. like a very, mm-hmm. whereas out here there's more levity and goofing around and yeah. it's just easier to live out here. Right. Um, Cause I'm someone who, my favorite thing is being around people who are being silly right. and light and mm-hmm. goofy and right. absurd. Yeah. You know, I mean, I like to talk, I like to really talk through things, but I also like to just be silly and ridiculous. Right. And there wasn't as much of that silly ridiculousness as I would have liked in New York. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. But there is good conversation. Right. I just, to me, I feel like they have said their their roots are there. You know, they're there. They've been there. Their parents grew up there. Their grandparents. And here, I've, it's a lot of people coming from other places and different places, which is great. But they don't have that love for L.A. There's no like that camaraderie. There's no. no That's that's what I miss. That's the thing I'm missing. I definitely think in New York there is that camaraderie because just getting around in the city, just using the city, it's like you're all in this fight together. Right. You're all in this this thing together. Here everyone is so spread out. Yeah. You can go through your day without talking to anyone. Yeah. That's right. That's the the thing. So it's different for me because I grew up here and going there is just so nice to me. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, do you? So now you recently moved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you like? How do you like it? It's strange because we love it and it's different. You know, I. It's an easy house to take care of. There's we don't have a cleaning lady, and uh, you don't. No, I don't want one. I'm tired. I'm tired. Of, I'm with Adam. I don't want you know the gremlins <laughs> in our house. You know, I agree with him. It's just it's, you know, Adam and I like to be home alone. We like our, you know, and right. so when you get, we love Olga. She's part of the family, but that's that's I think where I would like the 
buck to stop <laughs> because it's just there's uh, literally. Um, but the, 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 I, it's an easy house to take care of. So I feel like I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job of it. You know, the laundry is one thing. But um, other than that, it's, uh, it's been so nice. And Adam has been so relaxed there. He loves that house. He says it almost every night. Sonny, do you love you know, – because he asks the kids, you love your new house? You love mm-hmm. your – Natalia, how do you love your new house? You know, they love – Adam loves it and, and I love it. So we're – it's just – it's a different – and it's a different neighborhood. I – yeah, I saw the neighborhood or I saw the house yeah. actually in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and it's – so I was just driving around like – I've got to, you know, I've got to keep this one in mind in yeah. case we make a lot of money and have kids and want to move here. Like, it's so peaceful and nice. Peaceful and nice. Exactly. Because I had lived in the, Ho- I lived in the Hollywood Hills, not, not, you know, actually pretty close to where you guys were. Right, right. Um, And it just feels very sketchy. Yeah. I mean, you guys were in a really nice part of it, but you drive right. through you Sketchville drive, to get yes, there. Yes, exactly. And also just the geographic, the, the mountains and, and the, uh, the streets up, down. You want to take the dog for a walk. You don't want to hike up and with the kids and the stroller and everything. That was a bitch. But now it's like flatland and grass where the kids can run and play. It's nice. It's nice. It's not, you know, and it's not snooty. It's not like a rich, I mean... I have friends that live there that he, you know, they just have a, a regular job, and it's not. It's people are norm. It's normal, like mm-hmm. the East Coast. It's it's a small little community, and it's great. We love it. Adam loves it. It's so nice. The kids love it. Natalia's got her room. She calls it. Um, my girlfriend Jody calls Natalia Lucy for some <laughs> reason. She just started calling her that when she was like two, uh-huh. and it's stuck. And uh, so she calls her room Hotel Lucy because it's just <laughs> it's so beautiful. And she spent the night a couple times with, with Natalia in her bed, and she's got a queen size bed and a little pink room. And she went with Adam and a great bathroom. Yeah, her <laughs> she she has the best room in the house. She uh, her room was the original master bedroom I guess, oh. of the house and then they added it on they added on the rest but um and Sonny has his little room and I, I need to fix his room up a little bit it's a little sparse but um it's great I mean it really is it just seems it's just different like I I automatically am cleaning like the other house I couldn't keep up it was too much it really mm-hmm. was so wow <laughs> let's do just me or everyone but first we were talking about about our favorite shows earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys know Hulu.com. Hulu Plus is so much more. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and movies in your living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. I like it because I am the kind of person who does not enjoy standing in lines. I, not that yeah. anyone enjoys that, but I just, I hate when I'm like, oh, I'm so bored. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. You can watch a show while you wait uh, at the car wash, which is a place that That's I don't great. go very often, actually. But I should more often. But in the course of your day, there's a, there's many scenarios where you're just sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. Don't be bored anymore. You can watch New Girl, Once Upon a Time, Dancing with the Stars, Ooh. Scandal, Ooh. Uh, all sorts of shows. The wrong And there's exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Wrong Mans and Behind the Mask, which is Hulu's new docuseries. Oh. It takes you inside the world of sports mascots. For just $7.99 a month, you can catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites, or catch a great movie. Stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. And I should say, I always emphasize how you can do it on the go, but Daniel and I watch Hulu Plus not on the go. Right. When we're on watch. the still. Yeah. On the couch. Right. Or in bed. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get on that Hulu. You should get it. They have yeah. yeah. 
I am you never need I to love. watch non-Hulu Plus mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Allison. That's a special offer for my listeners and for Lynette. Thank and make sure, make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Allison so you get the extended free trial. And they know that we sent you. Um, or you can hit the Hulu Plus banner on my website at AllisonRosen.com. Nice. Okay. Let's Hello. do just mirror everyone. Can I, can I ask you? Sometimes I ponder you can in a sec. <laughs> Okay. This sort of goes with this, is this just me or any, everyone topic is, because uh, I look on Twitter sometimes and I see messages about the the characters on the Adam Carolla show, the deaf rat guy, <laughs> the Joe Coy, the uh, bungalow so uh-huh. and um, do you, <clears throat> what do you, who's your, do you like, do you enjoy as much as I do? Because I cannot get enough of bungalow so or uh, deaf rat guy. Yes. I, I, deaf rat, I. Deaf frat guy, I love both of them, but deaf mm-hmm. frat guy like makes it so I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard. So if you were stuck on an island, who would you rather? You could only have. Oh God, that sounds awful. You could only, and you were only going to be there for 24 hours. But who oh. would you rather have with you? Joe Coy or Josh Gardner or deaf frat guy or bungalow Sue? You mean deaf frat guy or bungalow Sue? I don't know who those other guys you're talking about. <laughs> Who the fuck are they? I would choose Jeff Rackey. I would, yeah, I would, I would choose Jeff Rackey. Would you choose Bung Lusu? I would, I, oh, I think, I, I know, but so, maybe Bung, I would choose him though. I was thinking of P.F. Chang's for a second. I wouldn't choose him. Yeah, I like when he calls Adam asshole. Yeah, <laughs> but, maybe I would choose Bung Lusu. The part that tough. always amazes me about Bung Lusu is that just that he keeps pulling out these things that are hilarious. Like, like every time, yeah. He is so talented. He really is. Anyways, I just wanted to bring that up. Is it just me? Because I I see some tweets that are like, all right, enough of Def Rack. I'm like, what the, what is, what? Yeah. Really? I can't get enough of Def Rack Guy. Can we get him his own podcast? Uh, Yeah, actually coming soon. It'll be for sale in the uh, Corolla Digital Store. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to be called... yeah, I guess I should wait until this is done, but <laughs> you guys asked. I think it's going to be called 12 Packs with DFG, and it's going to be 12-minute podcasts with De- with uh, Def Rack Guy waxing on about whatever topic. Hell yeah. I Hell like yeah. when he gets excited and can't get out the words. I know. That's my favorite. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a just mirror everyone. Okay. And I don't know. This is going to be kind of exclusively for Allison, but the audience can play along. Did you notice during your um, – non-live read for hulu plus where you were just talking about how great hulu plus was how alice or how lynette rather kept going hmm, okay I, it hurt it sounded a lot you sound like, like jay moore it sounded a lot like big mama got it all to me i didn't notice that she was just I'm very subtly she was very oh. subtly underneath going, mm. no you know why you know why i was trying to hold back huh? i was trying to hold back hello that's what i was trying to hold back and that's why i thought of the characters because, uh, you know, I mean, not that Damashek, that's Damashek saying hulu, hulu. I can't hear that word and not right. think of Damashek. Right. Yeah. Um, but since we are talking about DFG <laughs> and his pal, Josh Gardner, I have to bring up, I had Josh Gardner on the podcast and I got a lot, it was very, a very controversial episode. I got a lot of, um, a lot of people saying that they thought it was like the funniest episode ever. And then a lot of people saying they, they, really they couldn't stand it and they had to shut it off and then i was like oh you should have hung around because near the end he finally got real but i had this experience where i was like i can't tell 
if you're being yourself or if you're doing a bit, I think it feels like you're doing a bit, but you're actually being your like my sense of the whole thing is that when he is himself, it feels like he's a, a bit. bit. Yes, he is because he's all over the place. Josh is sort of a character. I don't. He can't. I don't. I've never seen him have a serious conversation ever. See, I think I'm. I thought because he and I have talked backstage at like at. I don't know, San Diego, or we've had conversations before where it feels like we're having a real exchange. Mm-hmm. So I thought, yeah, bring him on the show, talk about, you know, like the usual Alice from Rosen's New Best Friend kind of interview. I should have realized when he freaked out ahead of time because he couldn't find his notes <laughs> that perhaps this was going to go a different direction. Oh, really? But, you know, and then people have said to me, like, why didn't you stop it and explain to him that this show works best <laughs> when people are just themselves? And it's like, no, he knew. Like, yeah. hadn't you said to him? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had. Josh and I had had several talks because he wanted he wanted to meet with Allison an hour before the show to to pitch ideas. Oh, I didn't know that. I told you a version of that. I just worded it differently. But yeah, he wanted to meet with Allison before the show to pitch ideas. And I was like, dude, she's recording another show before you. And on top of that, like, there's no pitching. Like, right. There's no bits. Not that kind of a show. We don't yeah. do bits. It's an interview where you're going to sit there and she's going to ask you questions and you're going to answer them. Did then was he like, go? Yeah. Oh, and really? I was like, no, Josh, that's what it's going to be. And I think he finally realized that he wasn't going to convince me otherwise and just said okay and decided he was going to do what he wanted anyways. Hmm. So did you – wait, did you have a bad feeling ahead of time? I had a bad feeling the second you told me to book Josh Gardner. (laughs) Discuss that next time. Well, I just figured – I figured it was implied that if you're you're going with Josh Gardner, you're going to get some level of insanity. I guess I just believe in my power to like be in it. Well, that was kind of why I let it go is because if anyone could wrangle him, well, I, I feel like it show. would be you. See, I almost feel like if I were like Mark Maron or something, someone who edits. Wait, does Mark Maron edit? Maybe not. Not much. If I were someone who edits, I feel like we would have just started when he started talking about his feelings about fame and what happened in L.A. And I mean, although everyone... Although people who like him liked everything that preceded it, but it did actually get very genuine and real near the end. (laughs) Well, let's point out to people who maybe haven't listened to the show or who are on the fence, it's a great episode all the way through. It's just not – it's a standalone. It is not – you cannot – group it with any other episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend and say, oh, look, it's like that one. Like, right. You no, can't no, no. submit it to the Academy for an award. You would not You would not suggest this episode to somebody as a good example of what this show is. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I think what you hear is me trying to figure out, is he pulling my leg? Like, are you, yeah. are you pulling oh, my yeah. leg? Are you, and like me trying to keep him on track and him just kind of jumping mm-hmm. around. But it's interesting how frustrated people were by it, some people. I think that that's a testament to the fact that you've never uh, had that experience with yeah, someone. No, that you've never you've never not been able to wrangle somebody and tell them like, no, 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 sit here and let's do this. Right. Like every time somebody tries to go a little insane, you're able to, one way or another, corral them back into an Allison Rosen type interview. The thing that's weird, oh, and I don't know insane. why I have this, and it's actually it's interesting. It's very different from Adam's show and mine. When I feel like someone's doing material. Mm-hmm. I like 
it kind of like I shut, I tune out. Yeah. It, it makes, it takes me out of the moment. Whereas on Adam's show, material works really well. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's so different, but it just is. Yeah. So like that has ha- happened before where I've been like someone's telling a story and I'm like, okay, I feel like the part you just said is bullshit. And I feel like. Yeah, you- because your show is real. It's conversation. It's, you know, one yeah. on one. Adam's show is like a show, you know. Right. An entertaining show or whatever. But yours is more. I, I can't believe you had Josh Gardner. <laughs> I'm kidding. So wait, Gary, do you think he was doing bits or no? Because I do think that he – like I do think that the airport did lose his luggage. Oh, it did. I've talked – I talked to him about that several times thereafter. But <laughs> I don't know if we want to pull back the curtain, but he admitted to us the second the show was over, you and I had a disagreement on air about something that, well, that yes. was a bit. And at the very end of the show, he maintained through the whole show until the mics were off that it was not a bit – and as soon as they turned off, I was like, Josh, that's a fucking bit. And he was like, well, yeah. Well, he Hi. said he had frostbite on his penis. Hi. But he said afterwards, but he has had frostbite in a lot of places, just maybe not on his penis. Okay, but that's a bit still. Well, I know, but yeah. So I, know. I guess if your question is, was he doing bits? He did at least one. Yeah, I'm sure. Sh- okay. I don't, I don't, something's wrong with him. But it's like, do, but there are like five other things that he did that I could, that I could make a very solid argument for them being bits, but I have no idea. Well, and afterwards I said to him, I said, a lot of the stuff you said in there, I had trouble telling if it was a, a bit or not. And he was like, oh, really? And I took that to mean he was surprised that that was my reaction because it wasn't. But maybe he was surprised that was my reaction because no shit it yeah, is. No, I was standing there with you, and I think that the I think that what he was saying was – I'm surprised you couldn't tell what was a bit and what wasn't. Right. And I, but I and felt the same way you did. And then he went on to did. tell a story of a famous person who was on someone's podcast who told a very moving story, and that whole story was bullshit. Right. So, wow. All right. Now you just ruined it for me. Which no. part? No, we didn't. Okay. No, I think I think we helped it. We absolutely didn't because, like I said, there's five or six things in there that I think were bits, but I could totally be wrong. It's like a magic eye episode. Amy Leverage says, when I watch a movie where someone is driving in bad weather, I get very nervous in bad weather conditions. Um, No, I only get nervous if if I can tell they're like it's being shot in a way to make you nervous. Yeah. There was a scene on Homeland that was like very tight on Carrie and I was like, I'm very nervous. They're making me nervous. Yeah. Did you keep up with Homeland? I love Homeland. Because Gary was recently wondering if he should – Without no spoilers, wondering if he should stick it out on this last season, and I said it gets should. better. Yeah, of course you should. Why? Why? Because I I turned you onto that show, or yeah, I was one of the people that was a huge proponent for you, mm-hmm. and I got through seasons one and two, and they were great. And then season three happened, and I just didn't. No one was telling me it was that great as it was happening, so I just let it go. And then when it was finished, I decided I was gonna, you know, try to catch up. And I watched the first one, and I watched the second one, and Matt wanted to bail. And it takes I, a while to I get good. I forced the third one, and I still just wasn't that interested. Really? Have you, wait, have you stopped? No, I watched one more, and I'm, I'll finish, but I, I kind of... Is that the one where shit happens? Yes, it's the first one with any action. Uh, so you want action. But there's an I episode that, like... I don't want like, him to all of a sudden show up in some country with no explanation. That was the you, worst episode like, of that what season. what the fuck is that? Yeah. If that's supposed to bring me in and keep me keep me from what season two was, that's ambitious. Well, I'm going to say something that I, it's probably not going to be popular, and is it me or just everyone? But I'm not a big fan of him. As an actor? 
I think a, a I think Damian Lewis. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Do you hate I, red hairs? No, I mean, he's a handsome guy. I just don't know what it is. I'm just, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, they can I, move on to another terrorist or something else. And they're going to. Okay. Next season, he's not on it. Okay. But I, figured I, that. I don't think he's one of the strongest characters <laughs> on the finished. show. I mean, I think that the CIA employees are all vastly better Yes, characters. I like that guy. Yeah. What's his name? Peter. Yes, I love, love him. Love him. Yeah. yeah. He kind of looks like Hugh Dancy, who's also hot and is married to Claire Danes. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I sound like a mm-hmm. fangirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. When I was trying to finish up season three of that, I for some reason got bored and watched one episode of House of Cards, and that's what my Can't life has been Walking for the Dead. past five Really? I'm a- I did not like House of Cards, except that I just started watching season two without having finished season one. Well, season two is – I'm three episodes in and it's really good, but I watched season one in two nights. Really? That's kind of – Why don't you like, like it, though. Allison? House of Cards? Mm-hmm. We sound like Foghorn Leghorn and it's boring. <laughs> That's my feeling. Have you watched it? No. She does kind of sound like Foghorn All right. Leghorn. I want to say something about a trend I've noticed in television shows. I'm afraid it's going to be spoilery, um, but I'm just going to say it anyway in a vague way because I was thinking – Back in the day when I used to write for magazines all the time, mm-hmm. now I only do it occasionally. Allison's um, pointing at herself <laughs> with her me. thumb, like when me. I, no, I was pointing to back in the day. Yeah, oh, back, in the, back day. in the day. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. Um, <laughs> right when when all all the time I had to be thinking of stories to pitch and stuff like that. Um, I was thinking a trend piece, which is have you? I feel like the new thing is shows to just just out of nowhere kill off a character that you love, mm. and I wonder if that reflects like a sort of bloodlust in us i feel like that would be a good story if someone wants to write it i think you can make the argument that this reflects this desensitization and some some sort of you could you could tie it i mean it'd be total bullshit but you could tie it into all sorts of of uh sociological things for like why this this feels like the new frontier of Mm -hmm. tv shows and i could think of a bunch who do that yeah give me me a time period that you mean though like in the last nine months in the last five years like the shows that have become popular well, fir- recently that Should are Should I say the, fir- the first one I, I noticed that did it was n- is now a couple years old. Right. I can think Which of show? a couple. You go ahead if you want. It's... I feel like this is dangerous. What? Well, if we start naming off shows where that happens, you're going to have really some spoiling. segment of the audience that's going to be pissed. Okay. I'll just write it down. Okay. That's <laughs> what I'll do. Um, maybe go it ahead. was happening on shows before and I just didn't know. No, I don't. I think you're right. I think you're right. Have you? Do you watch that one? The one I just, no. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I. I you, and you're not allowed to fucking talk about shows anymore because of spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I noticed this. I do notice that they're killing off main characters that yeah. never happened before, and it is sort of I think a new trend, and maybe it does have to do with desensitizing people becoming desensitized by you know. Uh, video games or whatever, right. but I don't know. I think it's also could be just, just now. You know, I mean, it's television. TV shows are becoming binge watching shows now, and they're trying to keep your attention. Right. And I think that kind of keeps your attention. I think that I know. I I think that the show you you were talking about was one of the first shows to do that. But I think that. You have to put a finer point on it, which was the way you described it was killing off a character everybody loves. It's like 
it's almost like killing off the title character has yeah. become a thing. Like, yeah, not a character everyone loves. Someone like, where it's like you would. How could this show go you, on? Right, you would think you're taking right. the heart exactly. goodbye to the that heart could be of coming the show. too, though. Right. It, I mean, I think, it'd be I like if that, they killed Monica on Friends. Yes, I think that is a very is a much <laughs> more recent trend. Where that's that's what I mean. The Thank out you. of nowhere killing a beloved character that happens all the time, all the time for years. But this whole like. Well, that guy is the series. We would not be able to keep going without him. Let's chop his right. head off. Like on Mad Men, if like early in season one they killed Don Draper or something. You don't watch right. Mad Men, do you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. But oh, that's right. That's a, you but do. that's a perfect example. It's like if at the end of season one, season two's already been picked up and they kill off Don Draper. It's like, well. But when they're crafting a show, they they have to have a main character that they're focusing on. They can't – It's I don't think it's – I mean they could – but the networks will never they, they would never go for that killing off the main character you know yeah they have to it has to be a character that they n- not you know not too many people like or what or, it is the uh, you haven't seen the one we're talking well, about well the one we're talking about but see, it was but, the main but you we, know what maybe she's maybe she's onto something here because that and this might be giving something else away but <laughs> that particular situation the studio had the advantage of a book that's right, the thing. that's true. If they're following a comic book or a book or you know a novel, whatever, they have to stick with that. Yeah, you but, know. But but what you were saying, like the character we're talking about, was highly beloved. I just and- wonder, in the books, it's ridiculous that we're not saying the name of the show. <laughs> I wonder in the books. Fine, it's Sons I of wonder- Anarchy. <laughs> I wonder in the books if it doesn't f- if it doesn't feel so much like they just took away the main character. Mm-hmm. It, it very well made. Daniel's not. read them. I'll ask. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Report back. Well, you know what? We'll ask Daniel. There, there you go. Yeah, because he's going to be on. We're having a my fiance oh, Daniel week. How sweet! <laughs> he's going to. Yeah, we're going to bring him. Um, you sound newlyweds. a little bit like a Simpson there. Nah, I know. <laughs> you guys are newlyweds. I mean, you're like we will be young in love couple. That's yeah. great. Thank you. Mazel. Well, I'm thank happy you. for you. Thank you. We are almost out of time, so let's just. I'm trying to okay. think. If we should do like one, just me or everyone. Do you see anything up there that you would like to weigh in on? Why don't we just finish out the panel we were on? Okay. Yeah. Does the panel go across or down? Down. All right. Go. Just me or everyone, press back on the car CD player as you turn the car off. That I see what you're doing, Gary. Smart. <laughs> that way this that way we can repurpose the ones we don't use. That way <laughs> I'm a thinker. That way <laughs> That way the song starts when you re enter. No, I don't do that. That's smart though. I have no. I don't see that. Player, um, Jason Dix says, if someone at a restaurant who has ordered has ordered who has ordered well after I've ordered gets their food first, I take it as a supreme insult. If someone at a restaurant has ordered I, well, I don't take no, it as an insult. Has ordered gets their food well but after it, I ordered. It, it like, aggravates, oh. I'm aggravated, but I don't get insulted. You missed, oh, the, you oh, missed me, the emphasis on the syllable. Let me reread this again. Right. If someone at a restaurant who has ordered well after I've ordered and gets their food first, I take it as a supreme insult. I don't know if I take it as an insult, but it pisses me off. That's what I just yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. It aggravates the shit out of me because I'm or starving. Like, they arrived way yeah. They arrived way after we got here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Right. Well, Lynette, thank you so much no, for doing thank my show. You. Oh my god, this was fun. I love it. You have to come back more often. I would love to. I would love to. Thank All you. Right. And thank you, listeners, for listening. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. We have a ringtone. Hey. Hey. Go fuck yourself. 
You need this. Love that. You can get that by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. And we have a special bonus episode that we recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival with Doug Benson and Greg. No. Yes, and we have one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. That was the year before. The year that you should go buy. You should buy both of them. The one I'm telling you about right now, though, has Doug Benson and Matt Costa and Gary and Matt and Chris and me and um, the genesis of a lot of debates that we've had on the show about whether a butter sandwich is a thing. You can hear the beginning of that in that episode, and you can get that by going to the comedy album section of the iTunes store. Um, For Lynette, you can follow her on Twitter, at Lynette Carolla. You can check out 10th Avenue Podcast and for crying out loud. Thank you. Um, And anything else you want? Just go to the Facebook page or subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes for 10th Avenue Podcast. Do that. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. You can follow Chris, but he's not here right now. But you can follow him. Wait, he's at Chris Loxamana. He always forgets to throw that out. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Just as a reminder, this episode is brought to you by NoNo. To get your NoNo and take advantage of the exclusive offer for my listeners, go to nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. That's nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815.